Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Spirit podcast Q&A series. Today, we have a question that is very common. I've asked this question before. I know you guys have asked me this question a lot, and so I'm excited to get into this because it's another common theme we find in this process of awakening, of recognizing the self or this unified field of consciousness that we are. Now, before we get into the question, though, I just want to say we can never have too many questions. And in fact, it's that spirit of curiosity, the spirit of wonder that fuels this whole process. If there is no questioning, if there's no wondering, if there's no curiosity within your heart and within your being, you will stagnate. And so part of the reason why I'm doing these Q&A episodes, even if the questions are similar to each other, is to hit this thing from as many different angles as we possibly can. Because you might think, oh, I don't want to ask that question because, you know, Vic already answered it in an episode. And I'm telling you, no, ask the question. Because we might hit it from an angle that will completely change your paradigm of life when the question that was asked by somebody else didn't really fit for you, right? Because it didn't really resonate with you or whatever. And so we can never ask too many questions, right? And I want to instill this spirit in you of a pioneer, of exploring a new frontier, because a lot of spirituality, a lot of awakening, a lot of this work is focused around feeling better, being at peace, love, and that's perfect. That's amazing. But an aspect of this that I think gets overlooked is this sort of spirit of being a pioneer, of exploring a new frontier. And consciousness is the ultimate new frontier. It's completely unmapped. Science doesn't even want to acknowledge it. And nobody knows exactly how it works, all its facets. It's a complete mystery. And just like the pioneers in the old days setting off across the ocean to explore new lands, that sort of spirit they have of curiosity is something that I find missing in a lot of spiritual teachers, a lot of consciousness teachers. They're way too focused on just feeling better, on being at peace in life, and that's great, but I want to instill this spirit in you of being a pioneer, of exploring, of curiosity, of wonder, because if we're so obsessed with ourselves and being at peace and feeling better all the time, we'll sort of get spiritually self-absorbed. And when we get spiritually self-absorbed, not only do we start to get really neurotic, we start to do these weird looping behaviors where like we, we like can't resolve our stuff because we're just getting caught in our head thinking about ourselves. How can I feel better? How can I feel better? What if you stopped asking yourself how you could feel better and you just looked around you and got excited about the possibilities of life. And maybe that's what you're missing. Maybe you're obsessing too much about feeling better and you're not recognizing the beauty that's in front of you, the, the frontier that's in front of you. And so I just want to remind you guys that the attitude we're taking here at Pursuit of Spirit is not any one particular ideology or belief system, right? We're not setting up camp anywhere. Now, I have a lot of words I like to use over and over again because they're, be they're the best possible words I can use to point you to the thing I'm trying to point you towards. Words like love, consciousness, awakening, spirituality. But 
those words are not the thing I'm pointing to, and they're not by any means an ideology I want you to subscribe to. So we're not setting up camp anywhere. We're pioneers exploring. We, we don't get to set up camp. No tents, no, no setting up camp anywhere and sitting on a belief system, no matter how clever you think that belief system is. Even if your belief system is an anti-belief system and you tell yourself, oh, I don't have any beliefs, I don't have any beliefs, but your belief of not having any beliefs is still a belief system. And so the mind is really tricky in that way where it wants to set up camp on stuff and the true pursuit of spirit is not setting up camp anywhere. It's remaining formless. It's a never-ending pursuit of truth, of spirit, of consciousness. And that curiosity, that wonder fuels that whole pursuit. And if you set up camp somewhere, it might be nice for a little bit, but you'll soon feel that stagnation rising in your being. You'll feel that stagnation rising in your life where you know deep down you're not actually moving forward. Now, don't get caught up on those words. <laughs> you're not actually moving anywhere. It's a metaphor for this journey we're taking and for the spirit of the pursuit, the spirit of being a pioneer of consciousness. I'm going to trademark that, actually. Pioneer of consciousness is trademarked by Pursuit of Spirit now. I'm going to throw that on a shirt. You guys should look out for it. That would be a cool shirt. So I just want to remind you guys of that because I feel like this is, this is, so, this is so important. This is so important. And you guys might say, well, Vic... You've set up camp because you always talk about awakening and you always talk about spirituality. Well, that's stupid. That, that, see, you're setting up a camp. You're setting up a camp. And it's like, in a sense, each video, I'm setting up a temporary camp so that I can point you to the path. I can point you to the actual thing itself. So if you hear me use words, like I said in the beginning of the video, over and over and over again, it's because we're limited by language. It's not because I'm setting up camp. I don't want to set up camp. I've set up camp before and it sucks. You stagnate. You don't feel free. You don't feel alive because you're holding on to a structure. And our job here is not to hold on to structures. It's also not to obsess about ourselves so that we miss the beauty of life. Uh, the role here at Pursuit of Spirit is, is to be a pioneer of consciousness. And I'm really loving that phrase. I'm, I'm going to make that Pursuit of Spirit's tagline. Become a pioneer of consciousness. That, that is the, that's the heart of Pursuit of Spirit. That's the heart of we're doing here, of what we're doing here. And I think that's the heart of any true seeker. Any true seeker of truth is just so curious. They, they want to know so bad. There's a burning desire that is not an egoic desire like the ones you have for money or for sex or for food. It's coming from like the highest place in your being. And, and it's almost like that is your true self or the universe or God working through you, working through that curiosity. And setting up camp on a belief system is not working with that curiosity. It, it, it's just setting up camp on a belief system. That's exactly what it is. And you might also ask, well, Vic, I have a spiritual teacher that is incredible. 
but they've sort of had the same way of talking and they talk about the same things they've always talked about, does that mean they set up camp? Not necessarily. Just because they're saying the same words like I might, awakening, spirituality, whatever, doesn't mean that their being has actually set up camp. And there's no real way to know because I will probably keep using the words awakening and spirituality and you will have no idea if I'm using that as a belief system I've settled upon or if I'm using that and referring back to it from different places as I evolve myself. So the only real way to know is in a person's actions. If your spiritual teacher acts the exact same way they acted 10 years ago, there's no evolution at all. Like literally anybody that you're watching on YouTube right now, go back two years, look at the difference between them then and them now. If there's no evolution, they've probably settled on a belief system. If they're like talking about the same stuff, just this sort of mental masturbation with no evolution and no sort of elevation in perspective and, and like changing it, then you can know they're stagnating. And that's a little trick I learned. <laughs> Just go look at people's videos from a long time ago. If they, if they haven't evolved, they haven't evolved. And uh, that's not a bad thing. It just means that they're probably fooling themselves. And if they're fooling themselves, they're going to fool you too. Because that's what fools do. They fool themselves. They convince themselves they have it all figured out. And then they convince everybody else that that's what it is too when it's not. And then they're all fooled. Um, and, th and that's also how cults start. So be careful of that. But anyway, uh, pioneer of consciousness rant over. Let's get into the question today. It's from Adila88. And she says, how does one navigate through life once one has recognized the very essence of oneself through the normal day-to-day -day life? Because from personal experience, this blissful stillness state tends to fade out. How to live with the divinity ingrained in oneself, connect and cultivate it more, not consciously, but through the inner felt experience and knowing. Thank you. Well, thank you, Adila, for the question. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, this is like way more common than you could e ever even know. I've asked this before, like years ago. Um, I've seen probably hundreds of people ask this question on forums under videos, in comment sections. So to me, this is like the surest sign that this process is deepening. And I think that this is a perfect reminder that this is an ongoing process, right? Again, with the sort of not setting up camp anywhere thing, the end goal is to not set up camp in some blissful state of consciousness where everything is blissful and happy and unicorn and rainbows all the time. So that, that's not the goal. And I think that is the goal in the beginning, and it's okay for that to be the goal in the beginning because you've got to give the ego incentive, so to speak, right? You've got to give the mind something to work with. And it is true that awakening to the self is the source of true peace and happiness, but the ironic thing is is that once you awaken to the true source of peace and happiness, you stop trying to like get it all the time and you, sh you stop caring all the time because you recognize that your desire and your need to be happy all the time was coming from that egoic structure, that self-absorption, which is now dissolved from the awakening. 
And so it's like the moment you get the thing you've always wanted, you don't want it anymore. And isn't that how a lot of things in life work, right? We want the girl and then we get her and we're like, oh, this girl's like mean and like, I don't even know why I wanted her, right? Or we like, we want the money and then we get the money and we feel way more stressed. We hate the job we're in that got us the money, right? And so this this is so natural that the solution is really no solution. The solution is to recognize that your desire to be in some everlasting state of bliss is not only unrealistic in the sense that you're still living within a human mind body that has to fluctuate through moods or else you would literally be a psychopath. And also that sort of spirit of being a pioneer takes over where you recognize this magnificent thing and then you recognize it's not about you anymore. And you just like all you care about is this thing in a sense and exploring this thing and like looking at this thing and it's like the most beautiful piece of art. You completely lose yourself into it so that there's no more, there's no more like, how do I, how do I keep it? You know, how do I hold on to it? How do I stop it from fading? You just, all you see is the beauty. And even if you feel a little angry or you feel a little frustrated or you don't feel at peace, there's a meta piece from the recognition of the self that sort of underlies everything. And it's the most paradoxical thing because what your mind wants is that sort of high, right? It wants that pleasure um, and it wants that bliss state. And bliss states are incredible. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not incredible. They're definitely the most incredible things ever. Uh, one of the most incredible experiences you could have um, even more than probably anything else in life. I mean, I've had breakthroughs and I'll tell you a story. Actually, I was in, um, high school and I was, I was working in this room called the IEN room. It was basically this room they didn't use, but I had done all my senior year classes, my junior year, because I wanted to graduate early. I hated school. Um, but they convinced me to play, uh, stay to play for sports. So I decided to come back my senior year and play sports um, but because I did all my senior year classes the year before, I basically had like five hours where I, like I didn't have anything to do. So they put me in this room called the IEN room, which was this like empty room with tables and stuff. Uh, nobody went in there and I would just read. And I was probably, I was 17 at the time and I would just read books. And one of the books I read in there was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And one of the first massive breakthroughs I had was actually when I was in school. So it was like the middle of the school day. I was reading The Power of Now. And I remember the exact line I read in the book where he said something along the lines of, look to your direct experience right now and notice that there are no real problems only ideas of problems or things you have to take care of. And I read that and the breakthrough just happened. I started bawling, literally bawling in class. I didn't know what was going on to my mind and my body. Looking back now, I, I can see what happened, but I had no idea what was going on. 
I felt the most incredible bliss emanating from my spiritual center, from my spiritual heart. And I was like embarrassed because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I don't know why I'm crying reading this book. Is someone going to walk in? <laughs> Thankfully, nobody walked in. But it was, it was incredibly profound. And the two weeks after that breakthrough was like I was walking on clouds. I, I, was, I was in the most blissed out state of consciousness sober, completely sober, the most blissed out state of consciousness, better than any drunk, better than any high I've ever had smoking weed. It was, it was incredible. It, it was a altered, blissful, unified state of consciousness I entered for two weeks. And it, sh it showed me basically what was possible. But the thing is, what happened is it faded. And I had the same question you had, which was, oh my God, where did it go? I lost it. But what I recognized was that I was so immersed in the, in the drama of my life, the story, the egoic structure, that the contrast between that and the self or that and truth or that and reality, however you want to think of it, it was so dramatic that the impact it had on my mind and body produced such a dramatic effect where I was literally crying, not even meaning to, you know, not even like knowing what was going on. And this sort of bliss was just like emanate. I almost like couldn't even focus. It was like so blissful for two weeks. Um, and I thought that that bliss was what I was looking for, but that's not what you're looking for. What you're looking for is truth. What you're looking for is reality. And truth and reality is not an emotion. It's not something you're feeling. Recognizing truth or reality is what produces an emotional response in your mind and body. And so, like I was saying before my story, as we're beginning, we have this idea that like enlightenment is being in this blissful state of consciousness no matter what. And that's not what enlightenment is. That's not what awakening is. There are blissful states of consciousness. Yes, these are referred to as um, uh, samadhi states from the, the meditative traditions. Th these are mapped states of consciousness. We actually do have some mapped states of consciousness, although nobody agrees on them. But there are states of consciousness that meditative traditions like Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, and other forms of meditation have mapped and taught their students how to access. So I've meditated before and I've entered blissful states of consciousness, but entering blissful states of consciousness is not truth. Does that make sense? It's not God itself. And just like I was saying in the beginning of the episode, this sort of pioneer spirit because it's infinite, you can explore it forever. Um, that's really what, to me, it's all about. It's about the never-ending pursuit of truth, which is really a never-ending discovery of yourself. So the trap here is thinking that what you want is a blissful state of consciousness and you want to live in a blissful state of consciousness 24-7. And I'm telling you right now, you, you don't want to live in a blissful state of consciousness 24-7. You want to know why? One, 
it's extremely difficult to do anything pragmatic or useful in your life. So you kind of turn into like a slob, right? And that's okay in a sense because nothing matters. But let's let's be wise about this, right? Do you really want to be in a blissed out state of consciousness to the point where you can't even answer a phone? Like probably not, right? You would probably want to have one foot in the relative domain of life, being a human, you know, paying the bills, doing all the human stuff you have to do no matter how much you think you can avoid it by just like, you know, walling yourself off in this blissful state of consciousness. And you would recognize that you would actually get, you would get tired of the bliss. You would recognize how much you enjoy just feeling neutral because the bliss can be too much. So I think the grass seems greener on the other side when we've been suffering so much. And if you can access blissful states of consciousness at will, like some adept meditators, I mean, go for it. Absolutely go for it. Um, I enter blissful states of consciousness when I meditate all the time and I love it. It's incredible. And it helps me tune into that more and more during my daily life. But the more I walk this path, the less I care about me feeling good, about Victor feeling good all the time and being happy all the time, because the true happiness is in the actual recognition of truth, in the actual seeing of reality. And if you become a, if you become a bliss junkie where you're just, you're just constantly searching for this feeling you're going to miss the totality of the experience, which is what you really want. You want to feel everything as deeply as possible, not just latch on to some blissful state of consciousness and then like ride that out as incredible as they are. Trust me, I, I, I know I get it. You guys, especially for those of you that can enter Samadhi states through meditation. I've meditated for eight years. I get it. They're, they're incredible. I mean, they're literally like psychedelic experiences, but I still think the mistake is like getting distracted by that. And then like you like pursue that your whole life. And there's people that have meditated for like 40, 50, 60 years and they can get into these deep states of being. But at the end of the day, they're still extremely identified with their egoic structure. They don't recognize the unity of consciousness. They don't have any deep insight into the nature of reality. They just can be blissed out. And, and like I said before, that's okay. But here at Pursuit of Spirit, we are pioneers of consciousness. <laughs> We're pioneering, right? We're not setting up camp. Just like when you're pioneering a new frontier, you're going to see incredible views. You're going to see incredible things. But if you stop and just stare at one mountain, you're going to miss all the other mountains and rivers and lakes and animals and everything, the, the, the richness of it. You'll miss it all because you're just staring at one mountain. And I'll agree with you, that one mountain is incredible. You, you would probably be happy just staring at that one mountain your rest of your life. And that's why it's up to you what you want to do. But me personally, the more I walk this path, the less I care about Victor getting what he wants or Victor like being happy all the time because if I'm sad then 
life sucks. And it's like, no, life never sucks. Life is the most incredible thing ever. And that's the truth. And no matter how I'm feeling, that's what guides me is that spirit of being a pioneer of exploration of being on the edge of this incredible thing we call life. And I think when you get over this sort of childish idea of being blissed out all the time is ironically when you start feeling happy all the time. So the solution, um, Adila is, is so it's a cosmic joke because the more you keep thinking about how to hold on to that blissful state of consciousness, the more you have this desire to just like be happy all the time and run away from the negative emotions is all of those things are what is keeping that bliss from permeating your life just on its own, on its own accord, right? Like you're trying to take over the role of what is ultimately God's responsibility or your true self's responsibility, which is infusing your life with that peace. See, you're like trying to make it happen. Like, I want to get the peace and I want to like stick it to everything in my life and just hold it there, you know? But it's like, that's what's keeping it from actually happening. It's the moment you stop caring to do that, where you actually just let yourself feel some of these weird emotions that are being shoved down because you're addicted to this bliss, it's the moment you just, you let it go that it actually starts permeating your experience. So (laughs) it's kind of paradoxical in that way. I mean, it's extremely paradoxical, but that's how everything in this work or every sort of situation in this, in this work is in on this, on this expedition of consciousness is right. It's, it's so counterintuitive it's almost always the exact opposite thing of what your mind thinks it should be, right? You think if you want bliss 24-7, you should hold on to it. But if you want bliss 24-7, you have to stop caring to be blissful 24-7. You're okay with feeling whatever. And then all of a sudden you notice that you're just happy more because you've stopped this egoic self-absorption, self-obsession. You see the beauty, the magic of life. You see how much magnificent and how much bigger it is than you in a sense. And that sort of awe, that sort of like, oh my gosh, that is what, that's what fulfills you. It's not, it's not the bliss in a sense. It's, it's just that, it's just that incredible awe. Um, and of course we're limited by, by language here. And I understand that this it, it, it might not make sense, but I think at the end of the day, from my perspective and like seeing these questions all over the internet, there comes a point where you recognize like, it's not about me, <laughs> you know, it, it's not like about me. It's not about me feeling good. If we're talking about truth, right? If we're talking about awakening, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, God, consciousness, source, you recognize it's not about me and you're awestruck by the magnificence of it so much so that all of your obsessing and like worrying about yourself and like this thing and that thing, you just, it loses its importance. Basically all that human stuff, all that petty human crap you worry about all day, 
it it just gets evaporated in the light of God. And and it gets evaporated so much so that the light of God and you literally just become one thing. And then in a sense, that's when everything is blissful. It's so blissful that even your pain, even your depression is illuminated by this light. And that, my friend, that is true peace. That is true peace. It's, it's, it's allowing and accepting and knowing that everything is okay no matter what. Even if you're not blissed out 24-7. And that's, see, that's the advanced spiritual trick. When you're a newbie, you think it's like, you know, you, you hear the kingdom of heaven, nirvana, you know, endless lasting happiness and peace. And it is that, but it's not that in the way your sort of naive, childish mind thinks it is, where it's like, oh, I'm going to be happy and giddy all the time. Wee, yippee. You know, it's not like that. You're going to be sad. People around you will die. You will experience excruciating pain and suffering in life. You will. And, and this idea that you won't feel suffering or pain or the sadness of somebody close to you dying or the sadness of somebody you know watching them make decisions over time, leading their life astray and ultimately like maybe killing themselves, like that's going to fucking hurt. And, and this idea that you can hide from life behind your, your bliss is... It's a childish idea. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing specifically, Adila, um, but I've seen this so much online, again, in, in comments, forums, and even just people DMing me, asking me this question, um, that I, I can see how there's just this childish spiritual idea of like infinite, like never ending happiness where like I don't have to feel pain. And see, that's really why you want that. A lot of the times is because you're avoiding the pain. But the true bliss, the true peace is found literally inside the pain because you see that the pain is made out of the same stuff that the joy is made out of. You see that the sadness is made out of the same exact stuff that peace is made out of. And that is true peace. Peace with a capital P, right? It's seeing the divinity in everything seeing God in everything and allowing everything and being okay with everything because you've stopped obsessing about some particular way it has to be or some idea you've created in your mind of how this frontier should look. You see, if you want to be a, a true pioneer of consciousness, you go into it with an open map, you know, a blank canvas. You don't go into it with maps and like ideas of how everything looks. Uh, you, you go into it with a completely open mind and an open heart. And again, it's that, it's that spirit of, of curiosity, of wonder that, that keeps you moving and keeps you from stagnating in these sort of spiritual quicksand traps, right? Like imagine you're a pioneer on a trail and there's all these like quicksand traps around you. Um, and one of them would be like chasing bliss or chasing highs, right? Um, and, and I see this a lot with people that smoke weed 24 seven. 
I used to smoke weed 24-7 every single day for, for like seven years straight. Um, and what I was doing, and of course I would never have admitted this when I was smoking weed, but I knew what I was doing deep down was I was chasing this high. And, and I was running from life as it is. And, and it's when you recognize how divine everything is that you stop chasing this sort of like high or this sort of like one state of consciousness that you can just stabilize in and stay there. I want to stay there. I want to stay there. Why do you want to stay there? You're going to miss the journey if you just stay in one spot. You're going to miss, like I said, all the other mountains, all the other rivers, all the beauty and the richness and the diversity of this thing. If you just sit in this one spot and like hunker down, oh, I'm just going to ride it out. Uh, uh. <laughs> that, that's, basically, um, that's basically what happens. And that can happen. That can happen. And that does happen to people. Um, and so, again, that's why that sort of spirit of being a pioneer and sort of thinking of it in that way, right? Because it's just, that's just one way to think of it, um, is, is so useful and helpful when it comes to this work, this inner work, um, because it allows you to get over yourself. It allows you to avoid these cul-de-sacs, these sort of intellectual cul-de-sacs, and it allows you to keep evolving, which is the whole reason why we're here, right? Ram Das had a quote where he said that, you know, your life exactly as it is, is the curriculum. And there's so much to learn. There, there's so much to learn. Now, what are you learning? Are you learning like numbers and statistics and like maps and like, brrr? no, <laughs> what you're learning is you're learning truth. Um, and ultimately you're learning love. And that might seem paradoxical because you might be well, like, Vic, aren't you settling? Now you're settling. You just told us not to settle. Now you're telling us it's truth and love. Well, when truth and love are infinite, there's nowhere to settle. It's a complete, open-ended, boundaryless field that you can keep exploring forever. And that's why we're pioneers of consciousness. So I hope this helped Adila. If this helped you guys as well, please leave a like for me. And if you're on a podcast platform, please leave a five-star review. It helps it reach way more people. And if you're interested, come check out the website. You can ask a question on the forum, or if you have a question you want featured, again, please drop it below. We can never have too many questions because every time we ask a question, we learn something new. And life really is about learning and exploring. It's not about obtaining some blissful state of consciousness and then just like, what are you going to do now? You know, and I, I could ask you that. Okay. You get this blissful state of consciousness, right? You're living in it permanently. Now what? <laughs> you see, it, you realize kind of how childish it is because you recognize life goes on. It's never ending. So even if you get the bliss, now what? How are you going to serve? How are you going to learn? What are you going to do? What, you know, what, 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 what? You have to figure it out. And I'm right there with you. That's what this is. I'm right there with you on the edge of this expedition. And we're exploring this thing together. 
There, there is no end point. There is no end goal. But it's still a path and it's still a dynamic, ever-shifting, moving thing. So it's not that there's some destination you have to obtain, which is this blissful state and then everything will be perfect. You'll never have to suffer or deal with life again. It's not that, but it's also not this thing where it's like, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to learn. There's nowhere to evolve to. There's nowhere to grow to, you know, like you exactly as you are, that's it. That's all there is. Um, in, in a relative sense, right? You exactly as you are, um, in an absolute sense, that's all there is. But I mean, on a relative level, again, this spirit of exploration, um, and this idea that there's like nothing to learn and there's no work to do. And like, you know, we should just like forget about it and just smoke weed all day. It's like, that's not it either. It's a perfect balance of both where you recognize that there is literally never ending infinite amounts of things to learn. And I'm not even talking about like relative facts or books. I mean, deep spiritual truths. There's literally an infinite amount of deep spiritual truths. Like, think about that. <laughs> think about that. There, there's not like one spiritual truth and it's like, ah, I got it. It's over. <laughs> that That's a naive way of looking at it because there's no end. So why would you set up camp and stop and miss the rest of the beauty, you know? And also, why would you think that there's some end destination and you're like sprinting through this beautiful trail, missing the roses, the daisies, missing the incredible creatures because you're like running towards this end point. You're running towards the end of the trail. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Yet you're missing everything. See, it's not, it's not in the extremes. It's in balance. And balance is that spirit of being a pioneer of consciousness where you just, you kind of just get over yourself. <laughs> You know, that, that sort of egoic sort of thing where it's like about you and you got to feel good all the time. It's like, who cares? Life is incredible. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that's not to disin, not, not to not validate your feelings. Your, your feelings are incredibly valid. They're just as real as the wall beside you. But if you just obsess over the wall beside you, your whole life, you're going to miss everything else. Same with yourself. If you just obsess over yourself your entire life, you're going to miss life and the infinite richness it has to offer. Peace.